Praise the Lord. Welcome to the house of God once again. And let's pull the word of God into our hearts this morning. Open our hearts and ask the Holy Spirit to put words in us that will bring life and strength, healing, and future into our lives. This morning, the title, Heads or Tails. Deuteronomy 28, 13. And the Lord shall make thee the head and not the tail. And thou shalt be above only, and thou shalt not be beneath, if that thou hearken unto the commandments of the Lord thy God, which I command thee this day to observe and to do them. The Lord shall make you the head and not the tail. I trust that the Lord will put this word into our spirit today, that we'll pull it down into our hearts. This verse is in the passage, Deuteronomy 28. It's the passage on the blessings and the cursings. God said to his people, if you do this, you'll have blessing. If you do that, you'll have cursing. And so it's a long chapter, but we want to pick up the flow of it. I have a couple scriptures on each, and then we're going to go into the blessings for a moment. But first of all, Deuteronomy 28, 1 to 2. Now it shall come to pass if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Then it goes on into the blessings, and as I just mentioned, we're coming back to that. But let's look at verse 15 to 19. It deals on the other side, the cursings. God said to his people, But it shall come to pass, if you do not obey the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully all his commands, commandments and his statutes, which I command you today, that all these curses will come upon you and overtake you. Cursed shall you be in the city, and cursed shall you be in the country. Cursed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Cursed shall be the fruit of your body and the produce of your land the increase of your cattle and the offspring of your flocks. Cursed shall you be when you come in, and cursed shall you be when you go out. The blessings and the cursings. And it goes on through almost 70 verses. Blessings and cursings. We must respect this passage in our interpretation because Deuteronomy 28, the blessings and the cursings, relates directly to the old covenant people, the nation of Israel. And there are things in this chapter that could only be fulfilled in them and them alone in relation to the nation, in relation to captivity, in relation to the promised land. And so we must understand that. But there is nevertheless a tenor of applicability to all of us because the Bible principle is obedience brings blessing Disobedience brings ruin. Isaiah 119. Isaiah said, If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured by the sword, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. The mouth of the Lord has spoken. Obedience brings blessing. Disobedience brings pain. Disobedience brings ruin. 
Jesus said, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that you might have life, Zoe, the God life, and that you might have it more abundantly. Now let's go back to Deuteronomy 28, verse 1, and look at the, some of the blessings. Now it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully all his commandments which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth, and all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you, because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. These blessings will come upon you and overtake you. You can't outrun them. You can't outpace them. I think I'm going to slow down a little bit without making it too obvious for the blessing of the Lord to come upon my life, my family, the church, overtake us. God says, blessed shall you be in the city and blessed shall you be in the country. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body, the produce of your ground and the increase of your herds, the increase of your cattle and the offspring of your flocks. Blessed shall be your basket when you go to the store. May as a walk down the aisle, pastor, food prices are up. Blessed shall be your basket in the store. Blessed shall be your basket in your kneading bowl. King James says, blessed shall be your basket and your store. Blessed shall you be when you come in and blessed shall you be when you go out. The Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before your face. They shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. The Lord will command the blessing on you in your storehouses and in all to which you set your hand, and he will bless you in the land which the Lord your God is giving you. The Lord will establish you as a holy people to himself, just as he has sworn to you, if you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways, then all peoples of the earth shall see that you are called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of you. And the Lord will grant you plenty of goods in the fruit of your body, in the increase of your livestock, and in the produce of your ground, in the land of which the Lord swore to your fathers to give you. The Lord will open to you his good treasure. The Lord will open to you his good treasure, the heavens, to give the rain to your land in its season, and to bless all the work of your hand. You shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow, and the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. You shall be above only and not be beneath, if you heed the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today, and are careful to observe them. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Let's pull the word, let's pull the blessing, let's pull the promise of God into our lives today. Will you say, I know people that have served the Lord with all their heart, and their cow lost its calf in the field. I know people have served the Lord with all their heart, and yet they fought sickness. And they've had difficulty in childbirth, and they've had some economic setback here and there. I know people that have served the Lord with all their heart, and their children aren't serving God. Some prodigals in the house. 
we must understand that the blessings of the Lord and the cursings are general. That the, we still do experience trials of faith. We endure refining fires. We are under the dealings of God, the Bible says. Job, perfect, blameless, upright. God says there's none like him in the earth for righteousness. And yet Job came under what? Satanic attack and opposition. Sometimes we face satanic attack and opposition. But God was also there refining him, a refining fire, a dealing of God was going on in his life. It didn't look like blessings were upon his life. And at that point, he was under an ad a different administration. But the general flow of our life is the blessing of the Lord. It's the goodness of the Lord upon us. Genesis 12, 1 to 3. Now the Lord said to Abram, Get you out of your country. Get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. I don't mind checking in once in a while on the father of my faith, Abraham, and see the promise of God to him. God says, I've called you. I've taken you out of the land. I've taken you out from among those who do not know God, the ungodly, I've made you my son, I've made you my daughter, I've made you my people. My desire is to bless you. I will bless you. I will make your name great. I will give you prominence. I will give you blessing and protection and provision. Numbers chapter 6. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. God said, Aaron and the priests, spiritual leaders of Israel, when the people of God are together, I want you to speak this promise over them. I want you to speak this blessing over them. This is my desire for my people. Though they endure some affliction, though there might be upheaval at times, though there's warfare that would come against them, my overriding principle is to bless them and do them good. Acts 3.26, to you first, God, having raised up his servant Jesus, sent him to bless you in turning away every one of you from your iniquities. God sent his son Jesus to bless us first to turn us from our iniquities, to wash us from our sins in the precious blood of the cross, that as we surrender to Jesus Christ and say, you are my Savior and my Lord, the washing of from iniquity, the washing of sin takes place and we become new creations in Christ. We're born again by the Holy Spirit. We're born again by the cleansing power of God. And the Bible says that God wants to bless us. He wants to do us good. God sent his son Jesus to bless you. 3 John 1 and 2. Beloved, I wish, can also be translated, the Greek word desire or pray. New King James says, I pray. Beloved, I pray above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospers. Financial prosperity, physical prosperity, spiritual prosperity. 
Beloved, I wish above all things. King James, above all things, this is the desire. This is the will of God. So we respond in faith and we open up our hearts and say, Lord, I know you want to do me good. I know you want to bless my life. You want to increase me. You want to give me a place in the earth. You want to me, be, me to be fruitful. For Jesus said, I've appointed that you, appointed you that you should go and bear fruit, that you would be fruitful, that you would be a blessed people. And though we endure some trial and affliction, though we endure some upheaval, even persecution, people of God over times past have dealt with upheaval through war and pestilence, yet the blessing of the Lord is the overriding principle of God. God wants to bless me. I will bless you, and you will be a blessing. I'll make you the head and not the tail. I'll make you the head and not the tail. When tossing a coin, either for a game toss or to determine an outcome, you and your wife can't decide what to have for supper. You want this, she wants that. Let's flip a coin. To determine an outcome, you know, it's, it's my subjective inclination to always choose heads. If you choose heads and lose, you can say, at least I chose heads. If you choose tails and lose, you'll always say, why didn't I choose heads? Since I read this scripture in Deuteronomy 28 many, many years ago now, I decided I would always choose heads if there was a coin toss. I would always choose heads if I could make the call. That way, win or lose, at least I could say I chose heads. God says, I'll make you the head and not the tail. You'll be above only and not be beneath if you hearken, if you hearken unto the commandments of the Lord to obey them, to observe them, to do them. In Deuteronomy 30, verses 15 to 20, the Lord said, See, I have set before you today life and good, death and evil, in that I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in his ways and to keep his commandments, his statutes and his judgments, that you may live and multiply. And the Lord your God will bless you in the land which you go to possess. But if your heart turns away so that you do not hear, and are drawn away and worship other gods and serve them, I announce to you today that you shall surely perish. You shall not prolong your days in the land which you cross over the Jordan to go in and possess, the land of Canaan, the land of Israel. I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life, that both you and your descendants may live, that you may love the Lord your God, that you may obey his voice, and that you may cling to him, for he is your life and the length of your days, and that you may dwell in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, 
to give them. God says, I set before you blessing and cursing. I set before you good and evil. I set before you life and death. He said, choose blessing. Choose good. Choose life that you and your descendants may live. Obedience brings blessing. Obedience to the Lord God and his word brings blessing. Holiness brings blessing. Moral purity brings blessing. Integrity brings blessing. Tithing brings blessing. Worship brings blessing. Prayer brings blessing. Church attendance brings blessing. Christian graces bring blessing. The fruit of the Spirit brings blessing. This is the way of the Lord. Obedience brings blessing. Disobedience brings ruin. 1 John chapter 5 and verse 3. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, that we keep his word. And his commandments are not burdensome. His commandments are not grievous, King James says. They will not do you harm. They will not hurt you. Rather, they will bless you. They will do you good. His commandments will bring you life and liberty and joy and the abundance of the Holy Spirit and the goodness of God. His commandments are not grievous. They are for our blessing, for our benefit, for our good, and they will do us good. Proverbs 13 and 15 says the way of the transgressors is hard. Not the way of those who walk with the Lord. They may endure some hardship. The world may hate us. We may endure some persecution and ridicule, but the commandments of the Lord will overtake us. The goodness of the Lord overtakes us. And his commandments are not grievous, but here good understanding gives favor, but the way of transgressors is hard. It's hard. Some translations say the way of the transgressor is rough. The way of the transgressor is hard. That is, it's hard ground. It's hard ground. You don't get much fruit out of it. The way of the transgressor is hard, but the way of the righteous is blessing. It's the way of life. And so blessing comes through obedience, the goodness of the Lord upon our lives. Sometimes we look in the Old Testament and read the history, history of Israel with a sense of disbelief. The promises of God were so clear. It was the voice of God who spoke the blessings. And God said, if you will follow me with all your heart, and you adhere to my word and obey my principles and my statutes, I will bless you. I will prosper you. I will give you the land of Canaan, a land flowing with milk and honey. I will defeat your enemies. I will bring blessing in every part of your life. I will take care of you. I will provide for you. You will never go into captivity. You will never fall under the power of foreign enemies. You will never come into war against enemies that you will not triumph and maintain the goodness of the Lord and maintain your land. And yet we look at Israel and time and time again, they forsook the Lord. They began to grow cold in their heart toward the Lord. 
Time and again, they fell before their enemies and ultimately went into captivity to foreign nations. Now, the Lord came to them in times of their backsliding and their failure, and the Lord spoke to them by prophets, and the Lord would raise up a judge, a deliverer, a savior, and if they would hearken unto the Lord, they would regain their fortunes. But many times they put the prophets to the sword, killed the preachers, took out the voice of the Lord in the land, and persisted in their own ways. They got tired of serving the Lord. They got tired of going to church every Sabbath. How many kilometers do I have to walk again today? Ride my donkey. Became weary of the ordinances of the Lord. Prayer, seeking the Lord, study of the word. They lost interest in spiritual things. The things of the world seemed so much more attractive. Deborah said to me a couple days ago, she said, you know, the Old Testament, as she's reading, is, really repeats itself a lot. She said these words, they served the Lord, they didn't serve the Lord. They served the Lord, they didn't serve the Lord. One generation served the Lord, the next generation didn't serve the Lord. Next generation served the Lord, on it went. And you wonder, and you look at the result, and you say, why didn't these people learn? God's promise was so clear. You walk in my ways, obey my word, follow my principles, bring my sacrifices and offerings, honor the Sabbath, serve the Lord. You'll be blessed in all ways. Some people say history repeats itself. Or that we don't learn from history. But to me, it is not so much that history repeats itself. It is that human nature can't help but repeat itself. And without loyalty to God and strict adherence to the commandments of the Lord, human nature will corrupt itself time and time again and fall to ruin. Let me say a word about reluctance. People that became reluctant to serve the Lord seem too impinging. It, you know, I, I don't want to do that right now. I, I'll serve the Lord on my own terms. I'll come and go at my own will. I'll show up when I want. It's house of prayer, time for prayer. I'll come if I feel like it or if I don't. Let me say a word about reluctance. Well, let's have Jesus tell us a word about reluctance. Matthew 21, 28 to 31. He said, but what do you think? A man had two sons, and he came to the first and said, Son, go, work today in my vineyard. He answered and said, I will not. But afterward, he regretted it and went. Then he came to the second and said, likewise, and he answered and said, I go, sir, but he did not go. Which of the two did the will of his father? What do you think? Which of the two did the will of his father? They said to him, the first. Father had two sons. 
said to one, go work in the vineyard. He says, oh, I will go. But soon his Christian zeal waned, and he fell off from his word, did not go. The other son said, I will not go. He said, I don't feel like going to the vineyard of the Lord today. I don't feel like going up to the house of God to labor in prayer and labor in the word and labor for souls. So it's been a long week. I think I'll just rest in today. Kind of feel like I deserve it. I think today I'd just, I think I'm just going to sit on the couch and take a break and enjoy my day. And as he was sitting there on the couch and all of a sudden he regretted it. Said that this isn't right. These feelings aren't right. He got up and went and labored in the vineyard. Jesus said, which son did the will of God? Since the son, though he said he wouldn't, went. This is encouraging news for us, friends. These words of Jesus are very encouraging because they teach us that reluctance, a little reluctance, doesn't disqualify us disobedience disqualifies us Jesus knows that we're gonna deal with some reluctance once in a while and I just don't feel like getting back in the vehicle and driving to the house of God or don't feel like going to prayer tonight I'm not that I don't want to the deep desire of my heart is to seek the Lord and love God but I just don't feel like it right now. It's been, it's been busy. I've had so many things going on. I just, just want to unclutter my mind and just take my rest for right now. Jesus knows we struggle at times with reluctance. But our feelings are not the measure of the standard. Our obedience is. The Lord is concerned with our obedience, whether our feelings always follow in strict order or they don't. We must obey the will of God. You say, well, isn't that a little, I don't want to be a hypocrite. Isn't that being hypocritical if, if I don't feel like going to church, but, but I go? You know, is that going to be pleasing to the Lord? Does he even want me there? Does he even consider my offering and sacrifice? I don't, I don't feel like worshiping this morning. I'm tired. I don't feel like lifting my hands. You mean if I, if I lift my hands this morning, am I being a hypocrite? No, you're being wise. You're being wise. You're not letting your reluctance rule your life. You're saying, I may feel reluctance at times. I may balk sometimes at doing the will of God, an opportunity or a call to duty, and... I'm a little hesitant, I balk at it a bit because I'm tired or I don't want to do it. But if we overcome our reluctance, we over overcome our feelings, Jesus said, we have done the will of God. Our obedience is what counts. Reluctance does not disqualify us. Disobedience does. I trust that helps us today to walk with God. Reluctance or not, whatever our feelings are, obedience to the Word of God is what we follow. 
Carefully observe the words of the Lord your God. If you will observe them and do them, you will be blessed. You will have the blessing of God. Well, let's have the worship team come and let's look at a couple scriptures as we close. Deuteronomy 28, 1 to 2. Now it shall come to pass if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments which I command you today that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth and all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Verse 13, and the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. You shall be above only and not beneath if you heed the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today, and are careful to observe them. Psalm 119, verse 68. You are good and do good. God wants to bless you. You are good and do good. Teach me your statutes. Teach me your statutes. Teach me your principles. Teach me your word. Teach me your ways. Because you are good and you do good. Let's stand together. Psalm 27, 13. David said, I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Not in heaven, that's guaranteed. He said, I would have fainted unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. God wants to do you good. Some people say seeing is believing. The Bible says believing is seeing. I believe that I would see the goodness of the Lord. Let a faith spirit take hold of you this morning and say, God, you want to do me good. You want to bless my family. You want to bless my life. Sure, I may experience some circumstances, some attack, some trial, but your overall blessing or your overall principle in my life is to bless me indeed, to bless my life, to bless my home, to bless my land and my future. To see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Psalm 31, 19. Oh, how great is your goodness, which you have laid up for those who fear you, which you have prepared for those who trust in you in the presence of the sons of men. How great is your goodness, Lord, which you've laid up for us, those that fear you, You've laid it up, and you'll measure it out in your time and will. Matthew 7, verse 11. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father, who is in heaven, give good things to those who ask him? To those who ask him. Every father loves to give good gifts to their children. What a delight. What a blessing. What an honor and privilege to give good gifts. <clears throat> Bible says, how much more will your father give good things to those who ask him? <clears throat> Luke eleven thirteen. if you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? <clears throat> more of the Holy Spirit. 
more of the miracles of God, more gifts of the Spirit, more signs and wonders, more blessing through our hands, more spiritual influence as we walk among people, more edification and more encouragement by the Holy Spirit. Father, I'm asking for the Holy Spirit. I'm asking for good gifts. I'm asking for good things, O oh Lord. How much more will your Heavenly Father give good things, good gifts, the Holy Spirit to those that ask him? Well, I wanted to bring up Psalm 23 today. The Lord is my shepherd, personal Lord and Savior that you have. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. <laughs> Hallelujah. This morning as we're gathered before the Lord, Let's ask the Lord for some good gifts. He said, how much more will I give good gifts, good things, the Holy Spirit to those that ask me? You might be here this morning and you're weary and worn, brokenhearted, tired of the journey. Seems things have gone against you and it's been difficult. But all of us this morning, let's begin to ask the Lord right now, say, Lord, Bless me with good things. Bless my family with good gifts. Bless us with the Holy Spirit and the influence of heaven, fire of God and power of God. Come and pour out blessing over us, Lord. We've labored, gone through trying circumstances. Some of you are facing things that would break your own heart. Father says, ask for some good things. Ask for some good gifts. Ask for some prosperity. Ask for healing. Ask for a good future. Ask for the blessing of the Lord to begin to overtake you and lead you out in the goodness of the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's do that as we close out with worship this morning. Father, I ask for good things. Father, I ask for good gifts. Father, I ask for the Holy Spirit, for my life and my family and for the church. Anyone this morning that wants to slip out from where you are and come to the front of the sanctuary, to the altar, say, I need a touch from God. I need the goodness of the Lord upon my life. Perhaps you want prayer. Perhaps you come for surrender. Perhaps you want to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior and say, I will follow him. You've learned that the way of the transgressor is hard. Doesn't start out that way. The Bible says there's pleasure in sin. 
or people wouldn't do it. There's pleasure in sin, but it only lasts for a season. And then the harvest comes, and the harvest is harsh. The harvest is rough. You're saying this morning, I'm coming back to Jesus. I'm coming back to the presence of God. Maybe you've been fighting some reluctance in your spirit. You don't feel like going to church. You're struggling to pray. You don't have that liberty of Christ in your spirit. The flesh life has overpowered you and overwhelmed you in areas. This morning you say, I see that obedience brings blessing. I'm coming against my reluctance. I'm coming against my feelings. Feelings or no feelings, I'm going to serve the Lord. I'm going to walk with God. I'm going to do what his word says because I know that's the will of God and that obedience will bring blessing upon my life. Anyone else slip out from where you are? Let's call on the Lord right now. Father, we're asking for good things. We're asking for good gifts. We're asking for the Holy Spirit. We're asking for your righteousness. We're asking for your purity. We're asking for your strength, O oh Lord. Let's begin to pour out our hearts upon the Lord.